Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin daf Tez Zayin. We're starting five lines from the top. The first word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Bischos Daniel ben Yamin ben Taiba. He should be healthy and well, and Hashem should bless him with a Yeshua bekarav. Now we're in the middle of discussing the machlekes between our Papa and Rav Huna Breed Rabbi Yeshua regarding what the halacha is when there's a wall that has an equal amount of parots and oimid. Rav Papa says it's kosher, and Rav Huna Breed Rabbi Yeshua says it's not. So this next attempted raya is going to come from a brisa discussing kalaim. We already know that grapes and grain must be planted at a distance of four amas from each other. However, if there's a valid in between them, then one may plant on either side of the mechitza, even though there's less than four amas in between them. This brisa focuses on different sizing of fence slats that this mechitza was made of, and if it's a valid mechitza or not. And so the brisa says, Tashma nimtasato eimer shalosh midas mechitzas. It turns out that there's three categories of mechitzas. Koshu pachas mishloisha. If the slats themselves are less than three tefachim wide, sarosh leyeh benzel is There's not going to be a gap of three tefachim in between this fencing. So that a goat can't walk right through it because if it's three tefachim, it could walk. Through and then that's not going to be a valid mechitza. The next category, if the fencing slats are three tvachim wide or from three to four tvachim, then the gap in between these slats are not allowed to be the size of the slat itself, so that there's not equal amounts of parts in oimid. And if there's more parts than oimid, then it's usher to plant even opposite the actual fence slats, and for sure you're not allowed to plant opposite the open areas. And if the fencing slats are four tefachim wide, umei arba and esra amis, or they're even up until ten amis wide, again, you're not allowed to have as much space in between them as they are wide themselves. So that we don't have the equal amounts of parts in oimid, and if it is equal amount, so then opposite the oimid, opposite the actual wall itself is mutter, because we have something chashiv over here, it's at least four tefachim wide, so then you would be allowed to plant grain opposite that, but parts it would be usher to plant opposite the open area, but if there's more standing wall than open spaces, then then you're even allowed to plant opposite the open spaces. Let's say there's more of a gap of 10 amas, then then you're not allowed to plant there because we know that that invalidates the entire mechitza. Let's say there's pointed poles stuck into the two sides of this very wide gap. And then he stretched a braided vine across the top. Here's our classic Tzuras HaPesach. Even though it's more than 10 amas wide, that would be mutter. Again, because we said it's and now the Gemara is going to try to bring a raya for one side. Ketani mias reisha. At any rate, we learned that the reisha this brayso migimol va'adal. If the slats were from three tefachim to four tefachim, that's okay. Obovach lehe benzel ozekimloi. As long as the open space in between them is not equal to the size of the board itself. To Rav Papa, this is obviously refutation of Rav Papa, who said it's allowed to be equal amount of oimid and parts. So the Gemara says no. Amalchar Rav Papa, Rav Papa will tell you my meloi. What does it mean meloi oi meloi nechnas viyotzei? Actually, this open space in between the two boards is a little bit wider than the board themselves because we want it to be able to be nichnas v'yaitzay, that it can go in and out easily, so that's what's going to make this fence usher, but if it's the same exact size, then it would be mutter. And hachanami mistabra, it's actually reasonable to say this in this b'risa, because the b'risa itself says, if there's more parts than I made, then then you're not allowed to even plant opposite the actual standing wall, but if there's equal amounts of parts than I made, mutter, then it would be mutter. Shema know we see from here, this b'risa is actually like Rav Papa, not against him. So the Gemara says, if so, so let's say this brass is a disproof to Rav Huna Braid Rav Yeshua. So the Gemara says, no, that's also not a right because Amalachar Rav Huna Braid Rav Yeshua would tell you, according to you, Ema Seifa. Let's look at the Seifa, the brass. If there's more I made than parrots, Afkenegad aparts, Motor, so then you're even allowed to plant Keneged the open spaces. But Hakeparats, if you have equal amounts of I made and parrots, 
Usser then applies it would be usser to plant opposite it. And now the Gemara says, Seifa Kashlar Papa. The inference of the Seifa is problematic for Papa's Shita, and Resha Kashlar Funabrid Rabishua. The inference of the Resha is problematic for Funabrid Rabishua's Shita. So the Gemara answers, Seifa Papa like Kasha. The Seifa of Papa is not a problem because either the Resha, since the Resha the Brisa says, parts Merubal I made, that if there's more open than standing wall, that's going to be usser. But if it's equal, then it's Mutter according to Papa. So then therefore, Tana Seifa. So the Seifa said, I'm in Merubal parts. If there's more standing than parts, it's Mutter. But it also Means even if there's equal amounts, then it's mutter. And Rachel, if Hunabrid Rebushua like Kasha, the Rachel is also not problematic for Hunabrid Rebushua because I did buy the missing Seifa. Since the Seifa the Raisa has to tell us, I'm in Rubal parts, that if there's more standing than parts, then it's mutter, but if there's equal amounts, it's usser. So therefore, Tana Rasha, the Rasha also used a similar terminology, parts Rubal Aymid, that if there's more parts than Aymid, it's usser, but that also means if there's equal amounts of parts than Aymid, it's also usser. So neither part of the Raisa is problematic for either a Papa or a Hunabrid Rebushua. And now the Gemara is going to be focusing on the first part of the Raisa where we had two different categories. We had less than three slats and the space in between the slats was three tvachim. And then the next category was we had slats that were three and the space in between them was three. So the Gemara says, Bishlam Lera Papa makes sense according to our Papa that equal amounts of parts and Aymid is okay. That's why we didn't learn them together because there's a difference if there's a space of three and the board itself is less than three or if the board and the space are equal. That there's no difference between a board of three and a gap of three or a board of less than three in a gap of three, both of them would be usser. So we should list it all together. Whether or not the board is less than three or it's three itself, you're not allowed to have a gap of three in between them. The Gemara answers no. We have to list these two cases separately, even according to Yeshua. Because the disqualification that we're learning in the Reisha is different than the one in the Seifa. Because what's a disqualification that we're learning in the Reisha? We're not allowed to have a gap that a Gedi can walk through in one shot. So if the boards are less than three and the gap in between them is three, that teaches us one iser. Absolutely the seifa. And what we're gonna learn of the seifa is shalehe parts ka'imid. You're not allowed to have equal amounts of parts and imid, and that's when we need to have two separate categories, even according to Hunabrid Yeshua. And now the Gemara says, Pachas Mishlaisha, this thing that we were just talking about, that there's a difference between less than three and three itself. Money, who's that like? Rabbanan Heath, Rabbanan Da'amri, they say Pachas Mishlaisha, if we have a gap of less than three, I mean Lavud, we apply the concept of Lavud, Lavud closes gaps. But Shlaisha, if we have a gap of three, then we don't say love it. So Gemara says, Ema Seifa, let's look at the next case in the Brisa. Kalshu Shlaisha, if the boards themselves are three Tvachim, Umi Shlaisha Baraba, or they're from three Tvachim until four Tvachim. Tasayin Obeza on the top, Asalna Rabshim Gamliel, this seems to be Rabshim Gamliel's sheet to the Amar Pachas Meraba, Lavud, that less than four is considered Lavud, the Irabanan, because of the Seifa, the mission was the Rabbanan, Mishlaisha Baraba, Shlaisha Baraba, Chadhu. Why would it give us a category of from three to four? Three and four is all the same thing according to the Chachamim. It's all considered not Lavud. So is the Brisa the Chachamim, or is the Brisa? So the Gemara says, Amr Abai, Midrash Rabbanan, since the Rish is clearly the Rabbanan, Seifa Namr Rabbanan, the Seifa is also Rabbanan. But Umaid Rabbanan, the Chachamim agree, the Chol, the Mishra Kenegdai, that if you want to permit planting opposite this actual piece of wood, if we have a size of wood that's four Tfachim, Chashiv, that's considered Chashiv. Viloi, Loi Chashiv, if not, then it's not Chashiv, and you're not allowed to plant even opposite this piece of fencing. Rava Amr, he gives a different answer to the seeming stira. May the Seifa Rabshim Gamliel, since the Seifa is clearly Rabshim Gamliel, Rish and Namr Rabshim Gamliel, the Rish is also Rabshim Gamliel, and now we have to answer. So why are we talking about a gap of three tvachim? Obviously that's okay according to Rav Shimon Gamliel. Rav Gamliel. I mean, Lavud. Where is it that Rav Shimon Gamliel applies Lavud of four tvachim? Hani mili limala. That's only when we're doing Lavud above the ground, like when we're trying to connect Lavud in a kaira of a mavoi, and so that's above. Avalamata, but when it's right next to the ground, then that would be a mechitza that goats can walk right through. If it's above three tvachim, Lavud. He does not apply Lavud when it's four tvachim, and he would hold it the chachamim's Lavud of three tvachim. And now back to 
from Machlekes between Rav Papa and Rav Huna Breed, Rav Yeshua, we tried another attempted raya. Tashma, defines halalu these walls. Sheruvim Psachim Chalonis, that the majority of the wall is openings and windows. Mutter, it's mutter to carry within these walls. As long as there's more Aime than parts. The Gemara asks right away, as it asked previously, as we had brought this Bryson previously, Sheruvim Salkadetach, how can you say that there's more Aime than parts? We had just said that the majority of this wall was made up of windows and openings. Obviously, it's not Aime Rubala parts. The Gemara says, you're right. What does it mean? El you made a lot of windows and openings here, Mutter, then you're allowed to carry within it, parts, as long as there's more Aime than parts. So what do we learn from here? Hakib parts, however, if there's even amounts of Aime parts, Usr, we clearly see that it would be Usr, this is a refutation to Rav Papa. And the Gemara says, the halacha is like Rav Papa. The Gemara asks right away, we just disproved Rav Papa, how can we say the halacha is like him? The Gemara says, in, the halacha is like him. Because our Mishnah is Meduig, like Rav Papa. Did not, our Mishnah had said, we're not allowed to have more open gaps than the built wall. But if we have equal amount of gap and wall, mutter, it would be mutter. So we see our Mishnah is like Rav Papa, therefore we pass like Rav Papa, that we're allowed to have equal amounts of parts and Aymed. And now the Mishnah continues with the caravan that had camped out in the open field before Shabbos and wants to make an Erev. We previously said in the Mishnah that they can use Kalim that they have in order to form a Mechitza, and now we come with another possibility. The Mishnah says, We can surround this entire encampment with ropes, one on top of another, as long as there isn't three tfachim in between one rope and the next one. And the classic visual of this would be the lavud straps that everyone knows people use in their sukkahs. You have three straps, each within three tfachim of each other, and there you have lavud, you have a valid mechitza. And the Mishnah continues, shir chavon va'evion, the size of the ropes and the thickness of them combined, yasr al-tafach has to be more than a tafach, so that this entire wall that we're making should be ten tfachim, because if we have three gaps of less than three tfachim, that's slightly less than nine tfachim, that means that we need the rope to equal a tafach in a little bit in order to have a wall of 10 Tfachim. And the mission continues with another suggestion. We can surround this entire encampment with sticks as long as there isn't three Tfachim in between one stick and another. And now the Mishnah gives a qualification. This entire heter that we've been giving, that you only have to have either shesi or erev, something that's placed horizontally or vertically, that's only spoken about in regards to a shiara, a caravan. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. We weren't specifically talking about a caravan. That was just the normal case that happened. However, even if one or two individuals were walking along, they would also be permitted to create an erev, either with shesi or with erev. And the Mishnah continues with something seemingly similar to what we just said. And a mechitza that doesn't have horizontal and vertical components to it, and a mechitza that's not a valid mechitza for Shabbos. They say, It's allowed to have one of the two things, either shesi, horizontal, or erev, vertical. And the Gemara says, They already said in the previous Mishnah, If we have a mechitza that's aymed rubala parts, and it's made up of shesi, of vertical components, that's considered aymed, and that's a valid mechitza. We already said in the previous Mishnah that we're allowed to have a mechitza made up of Kalim that form a vertical mechitza as long as there's Ayman Rubala parts. And now Ramnuna asks, by Ramnuna, the Erev Mao, what about if we have this Erev? Are we allowed to apply Ayman Rubala parts when we're using horizontal components of a mechitza? We can't learn this from our Mishnah, says Rashi, because our Mishnah is talking about a Lavan mechitza. We have 
three strings that are within three tvachim of each other. That means that the entire mechitza is closed off, and that's not considered Ayman Rubal apart. So since we can't learn it directly from our Mishnah, Rav HaMunun is asking if an Ayman Rubal apart, horizontal mechitza, is valid. So the Gemara says, Amr Abayi Tashma, come in here and attempted Raya that we're going to try to learn from our Mishnah itself. We had said, Shir Chavalim Va'evyan, the size of the ropes and their thickness, Yasral Tafach, have to be more than a Tafach, Shua Kol Asar Tafachim, so that our entire mechitza could be ten Tafachim. The E Isa, and if you're going to tell me that you're allowed to have an Ayman Rubal apart, horizontal mechitza, so Lamali Yasral Tafach, why would all these strings combined have to be more than a Tafach? Liavid Pachas Mishlaisha, why don't we have a string that's less than three Tafachim from the ground, Vechevel Mashu, and then have a very skinny little rope, Upachas Mishlaisha, and then another gap of less than three, Vechevel Mashu, and then another little rope, and now we have two sections of Lavud, so that's a solid wall of six Tafachim, Upachas Merabah, and then less than four Tafachim away from that, Vechevel Mashu, will have another little rope, and then we have a solid wall of six Tafachim, an open gap of four Tafachim, and here we have Ayman Rubal apart. And from the fact that we didn't suggest that, it must be that you're not allowed to have an Ayman Rubal apart mechitza if it's Erev. The Gemara says Vitizbra, is that really so? Where's this gap of less than four Tfachim going to be placed in this wall of yours? If you're going to place it on the bottom, then the problem with this mechitza is that goats can walk through it because there's a gap of four Tfachim on the bottom. And If you're going to place this less than four Tfachim gap on the top, as we had just described in our visual, we're going to have the airspace from one side and from the other side be mavatal this string. As we had said previously, if we have a part of a mechitza that has more airspace on both sides than it itself is, so then it's completely swallowed up and it's like it's not there. And here we have a very thin string on the top and we have a gap of less than four tvachim underneath it and we have a gap of infinite amount of space above it because the heavens is above it. So therefore that means that we have this little thin string being completely swallowed up by air on both sides and it's like it's not even there. And then Mark continues saying, you mokum leib if you're going to place this less than four tefach gap in the middle, the only way we would have more aymed than parats is only from both sides because the parats is four tefachim and each side of aymed is only three tefachim. So in order to overpower the parats, we need both sides of aymed and then we would learn that that's actually considered a valid type of aymed and we know that it's not. So therefore, this whole suggestion wasn't a good suggestion in the first place. It must be Rav Hamnuna was asking something else. So the Gemara says, this is really what Rav Hamnuna was asking when he said, are we allowed to have an Ayman Rubal apart horizontal mechitza? The Gemara says, for example, the Aisi Machtselis, he took a mat to have a Zainu Mashu that was seven and a little bit Tfachim, and he cut out a piece that was three Tfachim, and what was left, there was seven Tfachim and a little bit left in this mat. Now it's important, where did he cut out this three Tfachim from? He cut it out all the way at the bottom of the mat, but he still left a little thin strip of mat on the bottom. So we have four tfachim on the top of the mat, a gap of three, and then we have a little thin strip of mashahu on the bottom of this mat. And then where did he place this funny looking mat of his? He situated it within three tfachim of the ground. He had the mashahu strip within three tfachim of the ground, and then this gap of three tfachim that was part of the mat, and then the top solid four tfach part of the mat. And here we don't have any of the issues that we had with the previous case. We have Ayman Rubala parts from one side because there's a solid piece of four tfachim, which is larger than the parts, which is three tfachim, and we also don't have the issue of too large a gap that goats can walk through, because the mashahu part is within three tfachim of the floor, as opposed to the four tfachim of the previous case. Rav Ashiyamar, he says, mechitza tuliyu ba'alei. Rav Hamun was asking about a mechitza tuliyu, a hanging mechitza. Kidbaamine, Rabbi Tavli Meirav, and we just had this recently, mechitza tuliyu, a hanging mechitza, maushetati b'churva, can it permit carrying within a ruined building? Again, as we had previously said, this is not specifically in regards to a ruined building, it's really regards to any sort of hanging 
mechitza. It's just that we usually find this in a ruined building, which is the usual case where we have the supports of the building and the entire wall of the building was broken open, but we have a little bit hanging from the ceiling. So that's considered a hanging mechitza. And does that permit carrying within this ruined building as Rosh Hashayachid? And Amalei Rav responded to him, and mechitza tuli mataras al-bamayim, mechitza tuliyo only works with water, as we previously mentioned, this is a special leniency that Chum gave only in regards to water, but not in regards to anything else. And that's what Rav Hamnuna's kasha was. And the Gemara is explaining the Mishnah Makifin Bekanim. There was a machlekes between Rabbi Hud and the Chamim in the Mishnah. If a mechitza comprised of only Shesir Erev is valid only for a Shayara, that's Rabbi Hud's opinion. Or if it's even valid for an individual, that's the Chum's opinion. So the Gemara says, B'Shayara in, B'Yachid Lai, it's only valid for a Shayara, but not for an individual. Vatanya, Rabbi Hud, I mean, Rabbi Hud himself says, Kol Mechitzah Shabbos, all Mechitzahs in regards to Shabbos. This is talking about a Mechitzah that has only Shesi or Erev. Lohitir Yachid was not permitted for an individual. Yashin Beisusayim, if it's going to be covering an area more than two sa'a. But if the area that this mechitz is covering is less than two sa'a, then it's permitted even for an individual. So we have a stira between Divir Rebbe Hudavar Mishnah and the Brisa. So the Gemara answer is, Kedam Rav Nachman, Vitem Rav Bi they had said about something else, Loi Netzucha El Liten Lehem Kol Tzarkon, so Achinami, so to here, Liten Lehem Kol Tzarkon, we're actually talking about giving them all the space that they need to carry. What does that mean? If a Yachid wants to make a mechitza that's only Shesir or Erev, he's only allowed to cover space of no more than two sa'a. Even if that's not enough for him, he needs more than that, he's still only only allowed to cover space of two saw or less. And the Gemara says, Where was Rav Nachman and some say it's Rabbi Rabbi's statement? What did they say this on? Aha, on the following, did not we have a Mishnah? Any Mechitza that's not comprised of Shesi and Erev, any Mechitza that's not a valid Mechitza, that's Rabbi Yesi Rabbi Huda's opinion. Did he really say that? We have a Brisa. Whether we're talking about an individual or a caravan, they're allowed to make this Mechitza out of ropes. So what's the difference between a yachid and a shayara? Yachid, an individual, he's only allowed to make this mechitza if it's covering an area no more than two saw. Shnaim, if there's two people together, they also are allowed to make this mechitza if it's covering an area no more than two saw. Gemel, what if there's three people? That's considered a shayara, a caravan, and they're allowed to have an area of six saw being covered by this mechitza. That's Rebbe's opinion. And they say, whether it's an individual or shayara, then they're allowed to have have as much space as they need, even if it's more than six sa'a. Obavad, as long as shlayu beisusayim panoi, there isn't an area of two sa'a within this area of theirs that's completely empty and not being used. So we clearly see that there's a stira in the words of Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Huda from the Mishnah to the Brisa. And on this, Amr of Nachman, it's only talking about that they're not allowed to have as much space as they need, but they are allowed to make a mechitz of only shesi or erev if it's covering no more than two sa'a. So it's not a stira. And Darsh of Nachman, Mishum Rabbi Nishmuel of Nachman Darshan. Yachid Naisim Lei Besusayim, a Yachid gets two saw. Bez Naisim Lei and Gimel, three people, Nasu Shayar, that's ready, a caravan, Venus Lei Besheish, and they're allowed to have an area of six saw covered by this Mechitza. So the Gemara asks, Shavkis Rabbanon, did Rav Nachman leave the Rabbanon's Shita of Avdis Krabiesi Rabbi Huda, and he passed like Rabbi Rabbi Huda? That's a Yachid against the Rabbim, and we know we always pass like the Rabbim, so he should be passing like the Chachamim. So the Gemara says, You're right, Hadar Aikim Rav Nachman Amira Lei, Rav Nachman set up an Amira to Darshan about this, and Amira over here does not mean the person that usually speaks in a Gemara, it actually just means a speaker in the base Medrash. So what did this person say? V'darash yidarshind, dvarm shamarti lefnechem. That which I had said before you previously, tozhein biyadi, I was mistaken about them. Biram, in truth, kachamru, this is really what they said. Yachid, naislam lebe susayim. A yachid gets two saw. Shnayim, naislam lebe susayim. Two people get two saw. And shleisha, but three people, nasu shayara, that's already a caravan. V'naislam kotsarkan. And they're allowed to have as much space as we need. So we see that he changed his shita that three people are not limited to six saw, but they're allowed to have as much space as they need. 
But the Gemara continues to ask on Yud Zayin Oman Aleph on the top. Reisha Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Huda v'Sefer Abanan. He only changed the Sefa. He didn't change the Reisha because the Reisha he's still passing like Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Huda. So the Gemara says, "In you're right. He only had to change the Sefa." Mishum Dukaya Avu because Rabbi Yisrael's father, Rabbi Yehuda, Paskins like him. When we're talking about one person or two people, therefore he has a Tana on whom to hang his hat, and he does not have to change the sheet in the Reisha only in the Sefa. We're going to continue talking about caravans tomorrow, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.